Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth until the Savior, Jesus Christ himself, returns as the only king will ever accept. In the meantime, we have a constitutional republic. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. A quick recap of yesterday's show is in order. We had on our guest slash co-host James Edwards, race, politics, and hypocrisy in the 21st century. Uh, the political cesspool.org is James's website. Every Saturday night, incredible live talk radio on demand at your fingertips the rest of the week. The politicalcesspool.org is the website. That's the politicalcesspool.org. We talked about this headline from the National Vaccine Information Center. Listen carefully to this interesting uh, tidbit. Pretty much everyone is getting heart damage from the COVID vaccines, folks. NVIC.org to learn more about uh, the National Vaccine Information Center. But what a statement to make. Pretty much everyone is getting heart damage from the COVID vaccines. Whoa, that is scary, folks. But we warned you not to take the jab. They didn't listen to us. They mocked us and claimed we were peddling fake news as they lied about science. They called it the speed of science. No testing, no verifications, no hypothesis, no theory. Uh, just take the jab and pray for the best. And it turned out horrible. For most people, ladies and gentlemen, what a sad tale to tell. Even if you took the jab and you think, oh, I'm fine, it didn't hurt me, uh, oftentimes people are having later damage to their heart, to all kinds of different organs in their bodies because of the spike protein. It is a disaster. We also talked about the suspect that attacked Paul Pelosi in his home is an illegal immigrant, new report says. So you got illegal aliens now. Attacking, attacking the elite in America, but it gets more strange by the second when we talk about the Paul Pelosi attack, ladies and gentlemen. There's a bizarre new timeline <clears throat> about the alleged attack on Nancy Pelosi. Number one, I don't know if you know, but Capitol Police, <laughs> uh, we're not watching their cameras. I don't understand this, but Capitol Police had live cameras uh, for security uh, on the Pelosi home. But Capitol Police were not watching the cameras of Pelosi's home, reports John Simrick. The man, they say, who is accused of attacking Paul Pelosi had several targets and was on a suicide mission. That's just the strangest stuff you've ever heard in your life, huh? Pelosi will not release home security footage. 
they want the uh, Republicans to take the blame, not doing anything to check the temperature of violence in America either. This is disaster, folks. And now we're getting more and more and more evidence. Everybody's starting to question the evidence on the Paul Pelosi attack, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It's just, I don't know how to handle this. I don't want to just go off into speculation land. But the idea that her home was not monitored, the idea that this is an illegal alien, the idea that somehow this guy just got into the home by shattering some glass, uh, the idea that Paul Pelosi somehow had his own hammer, and then the guy that attacked Paul had another hammer, but yet they fought over Paul's hammer, not even using the hammer that was brought. Uh, the idea that Paul Pelosi could just go to the bathroom, call the cops, no problem. Like this guy just let Paul run around and call the cops in the bathroom. And then somehow when the cops get there, Paul Pelosi just happens to be near the door to let him in before uh, they both have their hands on a hammer, fight over the hammer, and the cops supposedly watch this guy just nail him in the head. Uh, and they were shocked by the um, you know of e- events taking place before their very eyes and all that kind of stuff. That's in the news at the same time Donald Trump launches his, quote, revenge tour, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it just seems too horrific to believe as told. Your government lies, FBI, CIA, all government agencies lie. So you can't trust any of those folks. Um I just don't know where to go with this. I don't know how hitting Paul with a hammer really accomplished anything at all, uh, but it really looks good to blame on the Republicans. They're at fault. They're guilty. They're something. Uh, Right before the election, it just seems too uh, fantastic to be true. Credibility seems to be a serious concern for me. Anyway, that's what we talked about in detail first hour, along with several other things about Donald Trump kicking off his revenge tour. The Republicans uh, doing quite well. All this kind of stuff. Anyway, second hour, we talked to Nate Jones. He's the CEO of a company called Clear, spelled X-L-E-A-R, clear.com. And we talked about this reality check about how nasal rinses do a tremendous job in reducing disease. Uh, And, um, you know, Nate Jones, Nathan Jones, CEO, doing a great job talking about his Clear product and talking about how we need to have hygiene for our noses. And when you do, it reduces the likelihood of getting, uh, you know, the flu, the cold, COVID, uh, all kinds of illnesses. Uh, And it increases your chances of just success for health and autonomy. Nevertheless, he was attacked a couple of years ago because he said, hey, you know what? Our nose rinse helps reduce the likelihood and the severity of COVID. You know, work on that now. And the government mocked him. The FDA didn't go against Nate and his company, the Federal Trade Commission, the FEC, is the one that literally went after Clear. And you got to wonder why that is, too. Uh, if they're making claims about health and healing that they don't have the right to make, if they're trying to call this uh, sailing solution, uh, whatever you want to call it, the special nose, uh, irrogant, uh, or whatever you want to call it, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if they're saying that's a drug, then it would be the Food and Drug Administration, right? But if they're saying, well, you just don't have the right to sell it across state lines or you're, you got misclaimed, it just seems to be really, really strange. But Nate Jones battling in court and saying, I'm not going to take this laying down. 
Uh, anyway, I commend our dear buddy, Nate and crew at Clear. Good people, good work on their part, that's to say the least. Uh, we also talked about new at Sovereign is Chris Martinson. And he talked about the fact that big tech colluded with the U.S. government to censor online information. Yeah, I was surprised that Nate uh, Jones' website is not taken down, and so was he uh, in this big epic battle they're in. But anyway, that's good news. We talked about uh, from Ammon Bundy for governor. Let's go, says Ammon. God bless you all. We're going to win. And he talks about uh, let's keep Idaho, Idaho. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked with James Edwards about these Republicans messaging on pro-life. They say pro-life and human life is worthy of protection under the law, WND.com with the article. Uh, And we talked about earlier this week, Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida stood his ground on the debate stage. Um, I guess he was on the campus of what's his college called? Uh, campus, I, I guess they call it the Lake Worth campus of Palm Beach College. Uh, anyway, his opponent is a seasoned Democratic lawmaker, Val, uh, is it Demings, I think it is? Yeah, uh, Val Demings. And uh, he basically said he's pro-life. He stands on pro-life. Pro-life is worthy Uh, of dealing with this. Anyway, the Democrats are really trying to uh, beat up the Republicans. Uh, And she basically could only double down and say, yeah, you you don't even want to leave uh, exceptions for the, you know, safety of the mother or rape or incest or anything. You don't want to have any exceptions. And Marco Rubio just said, listen, I stand solidly for pro-life, but I have supported those exceptions in the past. The debate rages on in America, ladies and gentlemen. This is a critical thing to understand. The debate rages on in my opinion, regarding uh, pro-life versus pro-death. And some Republicans are afraid of their shadow on this issue, but I think we need to stand up nobly, boldly, and independently in the pro-life column, and Republicans better do it now, or they will justifiably lose elections. And good for Marco Rubio for standing up. I'm not normally uh, a big you know, advocate of Marco Rubio, of all people, but I'm just saying, hey, when he stood up for pro-life in this debate, good for him. Because uh, some Republicans are kind of melting down and backing away from the topic. But to me, it is the quintessential topic of all topics to define your stance, whether you're for life or for death. Uh, because folks understand that the whole goal of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. And if you can't protect the most innocent among us, the baby, the defenseless little baby, uh, then you really shouldn't be uh, able to claim you defend anybody in this great land, right? Anyway, that's my opinion to which I'm entitled. Final topic of the recap, uh, Luke Bryan. Uh, country star Luke Bryan did a great job and brought on stage with him Ron DeSantis to help the victims. To help the victims of the hurricane. That was wonderful by Luke Bryan. And it was also wonderful by Ron DeSantis. But then Luke melted down when they attacked him. And Luke Bryan issued a groveling apology Sunday on Twitter after he allowed Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis on stage. All I can tell you is shame on you for wimping out on this, Luke. Stand up, buddy. Get some guts.
You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. And it's time for the Honest Money Report. That means welcome to Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com. Welcome to Kelly Finnegan. Uh, How are you gentlemen doing today, Brian? Great. Thanks to be with you here, Sam. All right, Kelly. Yeah, nice chilly morning. All right, we're firing on all cylinders, ladies and gentlemen. It is a super chilly morning, and it's not even winter. Don't they say winter kind of starts like December 21st or something? But, man, whenever the fall hits, it seems like uh, it's super short, and then it's winter for a long time, Brian. Yeah, you're right. I'm noticing a lot of these trees are holding a lot of weight of this snowfall and could lose a few branches. Yeah, there you have it. All right, let's start with the honest money report. Where's gold sitting, Brian? Uh, sixteen twenty-two point five. Uh, that's down a bit, right? Sixteen twenty-two dot five five. Yeah, about thirty-seven dollars down. Wow. How about silver? Uh, nineteen twenty-four. And that's down what fifty-seven cents to Third. twenty-four cents, right? Yeah, 30, 30 cents or so, yep. You want to respond to that, Kelly, first off? Well, it's interesting that, you know, after the Fed raises the rate, you know, three-quarters of a point yesterday that gold, they went up right away, and now they've gone back down. People still haven't caught on that are, 
you know, running the stock market. But there's a lot of people catching on. All right, Ryan, I want you to respond to that. What do you think? They just raised the interest rate, as Kelly wisely pointed out, three-quarters more percent. We've already started to see massive slowdowns in housing, massive slowdowns where everybody was saying, hey, I've got a job for you. You want a job? You want a job? You want a job? Now, that's absolutely going away. Uh, And house costs were already above 7% for a 30-year loan even before they did this, Brian. This is going to send shockwaves this time, buddy. <laughs> well, it's all part of this plan, you know. It's uh, add some more percentage. Let's let's get a halt on things that are ha- you know things that are happening. And and realistically, it's almost like a plan that they're, you know, the major plan I guess is to to, uh, in my opinion, you know, just collapse this dollar, get into a new. Uh, I was reading some articles, a new kind of a digital digitalized currency and there's a thing out there called BRICS where China, Russia, India, Egypt, Turkey, all these countries uh, are going to pull from the dollar and you know and it's almost like a the US was all in, involved in this so that we could be more of a the new what is they they call it the new reset kind of the great reset I, I you know it's I don't know just kind of all their master plan to just destroy our economy you know and and really put us under pressure, and it's we're seeing it. All right, what do you say to this, Kelly? Uh, there's two headlines that I see. First one says, "Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve on Wednesday raises its uh, interest rate by 75 basis points." Just so everybody understands, the way they break down interest rates is every point has 100 basis points to it. So if rates are at 2% and I raise uh, interest rates by 75 basis points, now it's 2.75% uh, is the rate. Or if I raised it 100 basis points, it's three points, just so everybody understands. But, man, uh, raising it again three quarters, that's a massive raise. Just so you know, they usually inch the economy up or down by a quarter, maybe a half. But three quarters is huge, and especially on the heels of several other rate hikes recently. I'm afraid they might tip too far, uh, Kelly. Yeah, they're they're gonna break it because their 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 uh, way of predicting things is to look in the rearview mirror and they're missing everything that's happened, you know. And and gold is a big one, you know. China doesn't say what they have, but with what they've mined and what they've taken in, they figure they probably actually have double what the U.S. has. Uh, so you know, as soon as they get enough, then sayonara to the like that's Japanese, but sayonara to all of the. <laughs> the bonds and everything they've been buying under debt. So it's them in Russia. They 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 actually hold the cards right now, and and the Fed doesn't get it. The question becomes: How far can they go without causing problems? And what'll be hit the most? I submit to you that car loans uh, and uh, home loans are going to be two of the places you see the biggest change. But those are. Uh, those are core items. I mean, you got to have a car to get to work, and you got to have a place to live, Brian. It's going to affect everyone, including rents. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's you know, they're, they're, you know, basically you're pricing. You know, most of these younger generation they can't afford to get into a home anyway. The the, the increases in in value of homes that went, uh, availability for homes for building. Uh, kind of a ripple effect and then now you know the interest rates are going higher uh 
you know, realistic, there's a, a lot of things going higher. Yeah, houses are huge. Auto, auto, automobiles are expensive. Shoot a truck now is a hundred grand. I mean, holy smoke! But uh, and let me stop you there and highlight this really quick, Brian. Too, when you say that trucks are a hundred grand, that's for a new, modern, nice pickup. You know, with a few options. But it's fifty grand for even a baseline. Uh, brand new pickup kind of these days or whatever else and they're really trying to ratchet up the cost so that people don't think um, electric vehicles are as expensive that's part of the the reason there but man you're talking about a a car 50 to 100 grand or even used cars now the average used car uh, ends up being like 30 grand kind of range you're talking about we used to buy houses for half that amount (laughs) houses that's exactly right (laughs) yeah that's exactly right i mean you just gotta shake your head and and uh yeah who can afford it you know who who can who can uh or i guess the the wealthy can continue to buy that new truck every couple of years or whatever but yeah most most people i've got neighbors and younger young married couples that shoot they're trying to keep their little car still alive i mean we had an activity here the other night with our ward group and and this young lady shoot her car wouldn't run and they're trying to duct tape and silicone it together and get it together we're trying to have i mean it's just you know and no way that she can afford to get into another i mean so i don't I, you know it's just really putting pressure on these families and so yeah maybe part of the master plan perhaps that's that seems like where well, and, and and then they're extending the loans out you know 84 months seven years you're upside yeah. down in that car for four years so they're, they're just trying to bring the payments down because it's the payments. It's not what the, you're paying for it. You know, right. and, and my mom paid 9000 for her house when it was new. <laughs> That's right. What's well, wrong with America? Uh, amen to that, Kelly. You bring up something really important, though. You know, you think about homes, too, when homes used to cost seventeen. Twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand $30,000 kind of range. I'm in a real expensive home. Uh, that I bought even in 1992. Uh, it was a smaller home. I think it had two bedrooms, one bathroom, maybe two bedrooms, two bathrooms. I can't remember exactly. But I bought it for literally $40,000 uh, then. Now that same home would probably go for $160,000 or something. Uh, and it's out of control. And, and I don't see how people are going to afford this. But you mentioned the increased length of years for loans. Now cars you have to pay for for four, five, six, sometimes even seven years for a car. Home loans are at 30 years. If you didn't have this interest rate, and if you didn't have the government manipulating in the market, you wouldn't have prices near this nor loans this long. Most people would say, look, you can buy a home for $25,000. We'll go ahead and put you on a 10-year, maybe a 15-year loan uh, to buy that home. Uh, But because of the Fed's interest rates and because of the federal government not only manipulating and lending the money so much by interest rate, but then creating Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and all these other government lending institutions, they have absolutely changed the game. And what it really turns into is debt for everyone, Kelly. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. You know, now the student loan thing, and it's like you have no personal responsibility. Um, and, and it all really happened when we took, you know, Nixon took us off the gold standard. The U.S. dollars lost more than 90% of its value since then. So they've played with the money and they've made this this money, currency, worthless, you know? And so, you, but I mean, and as bad as we have it, it's been worse than a lot of other countries throughout the world. 
So we need to see what they did, you know, in Argentina and Hungary and Germany, what they did to survive, because that's coming here. Brian, do you want to respond to this one too, though? I look at it and I just say they're just basically the prepared. Everything the Fed does literally is create more debts. They lower interest rates, so everybody says, oh, good news, we can borrow. They increase interest rates, and then people struggle to borrow. But because they've manipulated all the markets, people have to borrow, or you just can't get a house. When we come back, I want Brian Rust to respond to that. I'll summarize the question again. But you are listening to the Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. Gold and silver down slightly. The truth is gold and silver hold their value. It means the dollar is even manipulated on paper even further is what it really means. You're listening to the Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Gunfire rang out at a protest rally in Islamabad, Pakistan, held by the former Prime Minister Imran Khan. A provisional lawmaker from his political party said Mr. Khan had been shot in the leg. It's not clear yet who was behind the shooting, but police have reportedly made an arrest at the scene. What GOP leaders are saying was an act of desperation. Not the president, but former president Barack Obama came to Phoenix on Wednesday to rally Democrats running for some of the state's top offices. His visit came less than a week before Election Day. Then democracy as we know it may not survive in Arizona. That's not an exaggeration. That is a fact. The Department of Justice took a big crack at catalytic converter thieves, announcing raids and arrests on Wednesday to break up a network of thieves, dealers, and processors. Searches and seizures occurred in California, Oklahoma, Wyoming, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Nevada, North Carolina, and Virginia. It's estimated this crime has netted hundreds of millions of dollars. The precious metals in catalytic converters is why they're so valuable. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz defended his trip to China on Thursday, but stressed that German companies would need to take steps to reduce risky dependencies in industrial supply chains, particularly in terms of cutting-edge technology. Quote, as China changes, the way we deal with China must change too. End quote. Nearly three and a half years after he murdered two Lansing, Michigan-area women, a Delta Township man has been sent to prison for what could be a lifetime. 30-year-old Kiernan Brown was sentenced Wednesday to 70 to 100 years in prison. For those states that are still playing the game, Daylight Savings Time ends this weekend. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. 
guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I mentioned right before the break to Brian Rust, we're talking about honest money and funding and everything else. And, you know, all I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Uh, It's out of control. And I don't know what the American people can tolerate, but it's this continued interest rate manipulation by the Fed and this continued meddling in the free markets that really has created everyone's in debt. It's impossible to avoid. You can't get a vehicle. You can't get a house. You can't, you can't, you can't, unless you, uh, you know what, get in massive debt brought on by government. Uh, The term they use for this is moral hazard, Brian. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's really uh, caused major havoc. It's it's interesting, you know, when the government taps out of their ability to increase its tax revenue, and uh, and so on, you know, and 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 debt becomes too mountainous, which it is right now for a lot of individuals. Um, well, it's tax revenue. How's it gonna How's it gonna keep that going? So it, the debt, you know, they're gonna print more money, right? And gold is the only thing that held the money down or in in check. You know, once Nixon pulled that out, uh, so this whole Federal Reserve balance sheet thing is 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 blown up. I mean, we're trillions and trillions and trillions, and it doesn't look like we're going to come out of this anytime soon. So um, it's it's going to get tough. It, it's, it's already getting tough. I mean, prices of everything, right? Food, energy, shortage, all this stuff. Yeah, and the question really becomes, where do we go uh, from from here with this? Uh, what I mean is, if they just continue to do this, I don't think that I think the housing market's going to slow down to an absolute nothing. I mean, obviously there'll be somebody buying a house uh, because you know people don't want to rent forever, people move and, and get jobs. So I'm not saying there'll be no uh, nobody buying houses, but what it really means is we'll play a game. Those who buy houses will get high interest rates, say eight, nine, ten percent then they'll just be waiting to refinance. But every time you refinance, yeah, it might be a little better for you, but you're never really getting ahead in the long run, Brian. Well, and I think another factor, too, is is like I you know, I just got uh, my tax notice on some of the properties in the two pieces. Well, they're doubling in price now. They're sending more tax. So even if I am if I'm, uh, own my house and I'm out of debt, but do they just continue to increase that tax revenue because they – you know, you're not paying for a home, so now we got to hit you a little harder. You have a house, so now we're going to tax you a little harder. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just one one thing after another. I mean, even, even owning a house, you know, there's a lot of expense and and all that that goes to it. And so, yeah, I don't know. All right, Kelly, what do you what do you say though? I I just feel like everything they do sets the stage for the next thing they do. 
then they'll reduce interest rates. Then everybody wants to refinance, and so that economy starts to roll. And they just play games manipulating the economy, fleecing the market and increasing the debt literally for everyone. Student debt now is ballooned to the point where they're talking about forgiveness. Pretty soon, next go-round for 2008 on housing, they'll come back and say, oh, because of housing, uh, by golly, <clears throat> we're going to have to lower interest rates, or we're going to have to this, or we're gonna, uh, maybe they'll extend loans to 40 years. I mean, I don't know what will happen, but every move they make seems to compound the problem, Kelly. Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing. We keep thinking, oh, we just need to do this to fix it, but that's their plan. The plan is to bring the United States down you know, knock us down a notch and bring us down like everybody else. And slowly but surely, you know, the young people are accepting that. They'll wait two weeks to get something shipped instead of the customer's always right. So it's it's a mind game that, you know, and Bill Gates is in on this too. I mean, this is this this is big. This is a global thing to to just uh and, and honestly I guess it's to get there's too many people. They're figuring this is a way to make it so we can freeze and starve people out and uh, survival of the richest. All right, Brian, you, know, you first. What, How do you think this is going to – oh, go ahead, sir. Sorry. Well, I, I just kind of thought, you know, our culture what, – What's our, where's our culture at? It seems like our culture in the last number of years, uh, you know, is, is you know, telling people that they're old things they cannot afford. And uh, our government's definitely leading in that example. But, but you know, these, this generation now, they just, they, they, you know, I want it now. I don't want to work for it. I don't want to plan for it. I don't want to put and save for it. I just want it now. And so it's created this, this uh, you know, get in debt society. I mean, here I've got this credit card. They're going to send me eight or ten more credit cards I can get, and I can just keep rolling those. And so we've created this monster and uh, and basically, it's really, you know, when all these bubbles pop, I mean, it's housing, it's automobiles, it's student loan, it's I, things that I want now. Yeah, where does it leave us? I mean, who, who pays for that? Who, I mean, it's the, and that's kind of where we're at. And the government's leading that example. Like, we just spend more. We'll make more money. We'll just spend more. We can do it. Instead of, you know, let's, how about we start trying to, manage where we're at and and start cutting back and anyway that's i just want to mention that well so i got good news brian you ready yeah here's the good news fed jacks up interest rates again but then they say this but they hint at smaller increases ahead brian <laughs> there you go all right well there's some hope is there you're telling me there's hope yeah well think about it smaller increases ahead how far can they increase this thing uh, home loans are already at seven percent before this last three quarter of a rake hike so what will they be after that seven and a half something like that maybe eight and then if they increase in slower increments what are we going to see nine ten eleven twelve percent interest rate all with an idea that we got to tamp down on inflation yeah well really quick we're going to see when, when- when Paul Volcker raised the rate to 20% because it was out of control, it took five years for the for the in, in, increase, the uh, inflation to drop below 5%. So there were five years of that hard 20%. So this isn't going to go away just by raising it three quarters of a percent. You know, they could raise it 10% right. and it's still going to take years. And they can't afford it because they can't even make the, the payments just to service the debt. So 
This right. was way different than it was in the in those early eighties. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, Brian? <laughs> it's all going to pop. <laughs> the bubble's going to burst, and and then they're going to someone's got to who's going to save it? See, that's the key. That's, uh, Biden and his team they they are they're right in line thinking you know Brock wasn't Brock pushing these Democrats in Arizona or something they heard but yeah they're gonna save us I think isn't that the plan? Well yeah Hitler saved the Germans that's how they pushed that him, <laughs> him on them so you know that and people said great he's gonna do something so Mussolini right. all of that so yeah they, they better be careful for the, the quote unquote savior that's gonna come and save you. I hope my savings. I don't. Christ, I don't know where yeah. we go with this, but I do know this though, and we cannot ignore this. The elections uh, are only a few days away now. It's Thursday. The elections are on Tuesday, right? Uh, all I'm telling you, folks, is: Do you think the elections are going to have a, a, an effect on the outcome uh, with some of this? You know, the Republicans want you to believe they're the ones that are the free market guys, but you know what? They've been as involved in promoting socialism and government manipulations in the markets as anybody else. Um, do you think there's going to be a big sea change uh, if we get either the, and it's debatable on what this means, but the right of the wrong people in the in office, uh, Brian? Well, I hope, you know, we, we kind of hold on to that. We hope, okay, well, this person, uh, you know, you know, you got this for Romney, for instance, you know, if he, if, he, if he can get in there, he can maybe turn the tides or something. But, you know, I, you know, it's smoke and mirrors in a sense, you know, they, they speak out of both sides of their face. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. We hope we can get someone in there uh, that can hold. Look at the money they're spending here for Mike Lee and, and, and no, I can't even know. I've lost my train of thought there. But, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. So we hope there's that. But realistically, do we got to get rid of all 500 and so many down there and, and the people need to stand up? Or I, It's very hard, you know, to, to understand or why it's where we're at. Not hard to see where we're at, but Kelly, do you have a, a thought on this, or? Well, you know the problem is that people get in there and see how cushy it is, and they do whatever they can to stay in there. You know, we really should just have, you know, Congress would be in for four years and no reelection, and then that would take away the lobbyists a lot. But uh, these younger Republicans are realizing that the, the older Republicans have just been going along and playing the game too. So, you know, if they get in and don't change things, there's there's going to be a rude awakening in, in two more years. Amen. Well, I don't know where we go with this. I know that it's critical to get, you know, uh, true uh, constitutionalists in office. Uh, I think the Mike Lee race does matter. Getting Mike Lee there is important. I do think in the Idaho race, getting Ammon Bundy to be the governor is important. I know that in the uh, Maryland race to get um, our dear buddy Michael Prutka in office in Maryland as attorney general is critical. There's a lot of critical races to keep our eyes on with actual true patriots in many cases uh, for the battles. And I don't think they'll tamper in the in the uh, markets as much as others may. We'll come back and talk more about this on your radio. I'm Sam Bushman. Brian Russ Kelly Finnegan with me. Listen carefully. You got a friend in the money business. RussCoinandGift.com. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights 
continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Headline says Fed jacks up interest rates again. But they say hints at smaller increases ahead. That makes me feel a whole lot better. Not. I'm just saying, folks, they're going to run this thing uh, crazy. And they say the whole purpose of the Fed back in 1913 passed at Christmas so the American people wouldn't riot. Uh, They made you believe that, hey, the Feds are going to kind of even things out. They're going to keep inflation low. They're going to stop the booms and the busts and the bears and the bulls. And, man, it's just going to be sweet with the Fed at the helm. That was the lie they pitched back in the day. But if you compare historical reality, and Kelly might be the best person to speak to this first, then we'll go to Brian. But, Kelly, they made you believe that they were going to basically, you know, that pendulum wouldn't be so gnarly and it's crazy swinging out of control. Thank heavens for the Fed to stabilize it. But it's swung more out of control since they took the helm than it ever did before. Brian? Or Kelly first. Yeah, well, they, they did it because of the, the you know, recession of t- 1907 was a bad one. So they brought that in. And then there was a, a, a depression in 1920-21 that was worse than the one in 1929. And they didn't do anything about it. And it fixed itself. And then we had the roaring 20s. And so, yeah, it's been worse since the feds come in. It's done the exact opposite. But the banks that are in on it, they get 6%. They could care less which way it goes because they get their six percent. So that's the that's the history of the Fed. Brian, do you want to chime in on this? Uh, to me, it's just psychotic. Yeah, think, they they make you believe it prevents the swings, but it does nothing of the sort. Well, I think Kelly hit it right there. Uh, you know, there's there's no doubt about it. But you know, the Federal Reserve, we need to get rid of that. I mean, we're basically pouring trillions of dollars. We're, I think we've hit a trillion now in interest. So we're paying interest on the money that we're supposedly, uh, that, you know, instead of our us, you know, being involved or owning the, the dollar, I guess, our money system, it's 
we'd lease it out to another company who charges. Why wouldn't they? You know, shoot, they're making tons of money. So we need to get rid of them. That would help. But <laughs> it's Kelly, crazy. do you think there's ever a chance in our lifetimes we'll get rid of the Federal Reserve? You know, on one hand, we, we, you know, they used to kind of make you believe it was part of the government. Now we've exposed that fraud. It's a banking cartel, globally speaking. It's criminal for Congress to, to uh, pretend they have authority to transfer that to somebody else in the first place. There's no constitutional authority for them to just, you know, relegate that to somebody else, etc. That we've exposed the lie that it's not even federal, that they don't have the authority or right to do it. We've highlighted that that it really causes more booms and busts and causes everybody to get into massive debt. It's really the driver of inflation. No country that's ever lived on a fiat currency uh, can live on it forever. It always crashes, always melts down, always fails. Uh, with that reality check, do you think Americans at some point will realize they've been played for suckers? And eventually, do you think we'll call a halt to the con game? Uh, or do you think this can go on way beyond our lifetimes, Kelly? Well, Henry Ford said that if people understood how the Federal Reserve worked, they'd be out with pitchforks and torches tomorrow morning. So um, I think they've done a good job of hiding that it's a private company. And I think that they'll just modify it a little bit and give it a different name and say that it's the new and improved. But, you know, why, why would they give up on something that's so profitable to them? So, no, I don't think we're going to get rid of it, but uh, we can go around it. You know, they're creating a black market. And uh, like it or not, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have two economies. Well, and what do you think, uh, Brian, um, to his point? And then secondly, as they move to the digital dollar and everything else, they might rename it. They might move to the digital dollar. If they kind of do a, a, quote, biblical style jubilee, forgive a bunch of debt, starting with, uh, you know, uh, education loans and then moving to possibly car loans or maybe even doing home loans or if they kind of reset and play the game they can they can really buy themselves a lot of time i believe it'll be eventually foreign nations that force a halt to the con game rather than the american people i wish the people would wake up in time but we're not but i believe foreign nations at some point will jettison the petrodollar they'll jettison the american quote paper dollar uh, and, and you know, even if we get our digital currency in place, they'll just simply say, well, why should we accept your digital currency when we have ours? So I think the fix is in. And what I don't know is what they'll do to maintain hold on it. Will they be able to trick us into some other, you know, shenanigan or will it eventually lead to war or both? What, what do you kind of think the outcome of this is going to be? It can't last forever is the point, Brian. No country has ever done it is the point. Right. And I. Here's a little article I was reading about this reset. It says that as the euro, pound, and the dollar face collapse, you've got a basket of these currencies like China, Russia, India. They list Egypt, Turkey, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Arabia, South Africa. Anyway, they're saying that, you know, this currency or these people are coming together to do without the dollar. They don't want to trade anymore in the dollar like it's been going. And so, but, but I find it interesting down here. It says the U.S. has been propping up China. Russia for years, all in anticipation of a new world reserve currency is digital. Uh, that is digital, um, so that it can solve uh, the problems they created in the first place. So, so they they're saying, or at least this article here is basically talking about, you know, we've been propping up China and Russia and so on, and maybe so so that this digital technology or this techn uh, technology can come out. And that we're going to be put, you know, we're, we'll be more in in uh, um, involved. We, we are involved in, but 
now we have somewhat of a control still there again. Even if we lose the dollar or if the pound or uh, euro they drop, we, we still might have our hand in that. And so it's interesting to read about this. But, yeah, I mean, these other countries, they don't want to deal in the dollar anyway. You know, they, they are already fighting against it, and they're already starting to move away from it. So I think the writing's on the wall. So Ezra Tapp Benson, former Secretary of Agriculture in the Eisenhower administration, wrote a book called An Enemy Hath Done This. Uh, and what he really points to is insiders uh, betray us. We don't get destroyed from the outside, but the destruction of America is happening by um, internal people. Uh, who betray us. The enemies are among us, if you will. The enemies um, are inside the gates, so to speak. I, I think this is really yeah. the key to understanding, um, Kelly. The An enemy hath done this, or enemies are pushing for this reset. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, they've always said, you know, that if the U.S. falls, it'll be because of what happens within. It's not going to be foreign enemies. It's going to be domestic enemies. And uh, it's um, you know, the, the dollar is the only reserve currency, world reserve currency, that's ever been accepted. Others were major currencies, but this is the only time that it was, a, you know, the standard throughout the world. So, yeah, it, it's going to fall from within, but there's going to be people that are they're placing themselves in the right position so that they profit from it. Right. What do you think, as you have Benson pointed to enemies uh, within I'm pointing to the same for the um, real turmoil we're going to experience. And I don't believe they'll eventually create a tyranny out of this. I think the Savior eventually will come. Uh, but I think in the meantime, it's really a question of how much abuse we the people are going to have to endure under the hands of these warmongering enemies from within. Brian? Well, you're right. It's the, you know, the wolves in sheep's clothing, basically. I mean, we're, the, the blame game goes on. I mean, how we're, we're all this war that's happening. Oh, it's their fault that we're... We're in this situation, and it continues to be this blame game rolling down the, uh, you know, they point their fingers at what really wasn't us. It was them, or it was them, and, it, it, you know, yeah, it's, you know, and, and you've got to trust us. It really wasn't us, and, 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 and then, you know, with the media involved in this, I mean, it's it's their agenda. I mean, what people turn on the TV, and they expect, oh, well, that's the truth, because it's right here in front of me. Well, okay, so, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, it's wolves in sheep clothing. Yeah, that's basically the adage right there. Well, and what we've done is we put our faith in the arm of flesh, and instead of being self-reliant, and so we need to literally build our own, rely on our own testimonies and not on somebody else's. And whatever somebody else tells you, it's amazing how many people Joe Biden can lie and nobody calls him on it, but they'll talk about it after. And so yeah. they just perpetuate that. And nobody wants to say anything, you know. And uh, so as long as people will believe whatever they hear, they're going to get whatever they they get. You know, and I think, Sam, one, I, one other one other, one other point is the fact that we should we're we're supposed to have these checks and balances. And so, you know, nobody wants to say anything. And that's that's what I'm saying. You have these sheeps and. These wolves in sheep's clothing that say, "Oh yeah, we're you know like Romney and some of these others. Where why don't they stand up? Well, they don't want it. See, they they they. I'm part of this other really, uh, you know. I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing basically. So I, I, it's just sad that where's the checks Amen. and balances? 
Let me give you this quote from uh, An Enemy Hath Done This, this book. So I think it really relates here. The headline says this. Today, the, today, these basic principles and concepts are being flaunted, disregarded, and challenged even by men in high places and through the exercise of political expediency, the government is condoning the breakdown of law and order. Isn't that interesting as a statement, especially when folks like Donald Trump say, yeah, we need to be a law and order community, and they mock us for that now, right? But think about what Ezra Tab Benson said in this book. Look, this book was written in the 1960s, folks. Uh, literally what? 50-plus years ago, Kelly? And think how apropos that statement is. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we're supposed to be loyal to the party, not the country. And they do everything to benefit their party. And it's just like in China, it's all the CCP, it's the Chinese Communist Party, you know, that you're loyal to, not the country. And so, yeah, Benson had it right. I mean, he, he could see that. And I think that was why um, Eisenhower brought him in, because he knew he had somebody that was at least on his side. Amen to that. One last point before the end of the hour, and it's a little bit of a switching gears, but it just shows how displaced and how manipulated and dishonorable uh, in society we become. Kate Daly, a dear friend and fellow talk show host, had a quote on her show, and a listener emailed me the quote, and I really want to highlight it, but here's what it says. Kate Daly, quote, COVID is not a pandemic. It's an IQ test. And what she's talking about with that kind of a statement is, look, if you can go to the new media taking center stage and get the truth on it, it's an IQ test. How much do you really know about the facts and the truth versus the propaganda peddled? And whether we're talking about the economy, uh, COVID, the Great Reset, uh, climate change, uh, the next election cycle, whatever it be, think about it. We're really talking about an IQ test here. How caught up are you on the real news? Brian, very interesting statement for the end of the hour, sir. Well, I think that's true. I think that, that they feel like, okay, it's like who owned the gold made the rules. It's now who owns the media. I mean, it's the media getting the word out because we're puppets. So if we, whoever, whoever holds that media powerhouse, you know, has, has a lot of this control, and that's true. We can't find the reality. There you have it. We're flat out of time, gentlemen. But as always, thank you so much for your great hard work on the Honest Money Report. Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan with me every week on Thursday's first hour to break down the economy, what's happening, what the changes are. And I'm telling you right now, this interest rate increased by three quarters of a percent on top of the damage already done is going to be absolutely difficult on we the people. Thanks so much for being alongside for the ride. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. For Kelly, Brian, and yours truly, we declare this nation shall endure. Rustcoinandgift.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We do have solutions. And we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is indeed our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. But you know what? We got a road to hoe, man. The Federal Reserve is out of control. It needs to be abolished, audited, shut down, and criminals need to go to jail. They just raised the interest rate another three-quarters of a percent. It's going to be disaster economically, folks. Uh, I'm just telling you right now, home loan interest rates are above 7%, and house prices are still sky high, folks. So they're manipulating the economy. It's criminal. It needs to stop. Every country that's practiced fiat currency eventually melts down and fails. Uh, I pray that is not the case for us, uh, but it looks like it's going to be a horrific ride, to say the least. We talked about the economy last hour with Brian Rust, rustcoinygift.com. you got a friend in the coin business, along with um, Kelly Finnegan doing a phenomenal job as well. That was last hour. This hour, we want to talk about election fraud, and I've got my co-host with me today, Mary Toko, always doing a phenomenal job, marytoko.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, Mary. Great to be with you today, Sam. You have a great program going. Well, thank you so much. Now, you you uh, dig into vaccine issues and, and all kinds of stuff like that. That's one of the things you're known for because you're an expert on health and healing and those kinds of things. But you also have been digging into election fraud lately, right? You bet. Because what I realized, Sam, um, while raising my five children and homeschooling and teaching about the Lord and doing my best to be a serious parent... I was remiss in teaching them their civic duty to vote. And both my ex-husband and I, we only voted at the primaries. And I'll tell you what happened. I was not aware of, of what was going on behind the scenes. Like most Americans, we were sleeping. We weren't paying attention. And now I'm a senior. My kids are grown. I have 11 grandchildren. I'm concerned like so many people. I am awake on this issue. I am fighting in my local community. I'm learning about this whole process. I'm learning about the fraud and how it was stolen and how they continue to steal. And, and I'm part of a, a, a niche group here in South Carolina where we have looked behind the scenes. We know what's going on and man, we are going after it. And I, I'm encouraged to know that there are thousands of people just like me who are waking up and realizing that we we're sleeping at the wheel, and we have allowed this to happen because we just didn't know. And uh, so, Sam, there is some good news in this, and that is, is I believe people are waking up, getting involved in their school board elections, getting involved in their local elections, and holding those who are um, uh, elected and responsible and getting them out of office if they're not listening to the people. And so it is encouraging. Amen to that. Encouraging indeed. And folks, I want you to really realize one important thing. I appreciate that we feel like we've got election fraud, and so it's an emergency. It's a, it's a, it's a fraud, right? 
Absolutely. I don't, I don't know what to tell you about it, ladies and gentlemen, but that's real. That's real. But because it's a fraud, people think it's absolutely urgent. You got to solve it right now. By golly, we got a deadline of November the 8th, and we must solve it before then. And my response to them uh, is that's not true. I know you believe vote fraud just kind of came out of the woodwork in the last couple of years, and no doubt in the mainstream that's true. But understand that America has a history from its very inception uh, of election fraud. I mean, if you go study the history, and we created a movie at the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association regarding this very thing, uh, where we chronicle the history of election fraud in America. This is nothing new, folks. This has been going on for a long time. Uh, and so I, I want you to understand, yes, we need to work on it, and yes, we need to do all that we can uh, to uh, have deputized Americans who can watch the vote, who can keep track of this, who can report criminal activity uh, or shenanigans real time. We need all those things. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying they're not vital. What I'm saying, though, is, look, there has been election fraud for a long, 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 long time. And just because you learn more about it and just because this ERIC, E-R-I-C, system has been in place since 2012 and it's worse than it's ever been, it's digital and their ability to cheat is greater than ever. There's no question about that. Uh, and it, even uh, the fact that we've got some people arrested over this, Mr. Eugene Yu uh, got arrested. Uh, we told you he was storing uh, American voting data on communist Chinese servers, and they mocked us and said we are crazy, and then they arrested him, admitting that we're correct. I bring all that up, though, to say I get the urgency and I get the concern, but I also realize you don't need to solve it by the 8th. What you need to do is keep an eye on and a finger on the pulse of the election fraud scandals and the solutions that we are driving towards day by day. Okay, Freedom is fought for and won an inch at a time, folks. And to think that we're going to solve it before this election uh, in an emergency scenario, it doesn't work that way. We're going to take the long view. We're going to continue to expose criminals, prosecute to the fullest extent of the law, take action day by day by day by day. And so, you know what? You need to be around. You can't be a sunshine patriot. You need to be around well after November 8th to solve these election fraud issues. Uh, so that's what we've got, Mary. Do you want to respond to that? Because I, I really think people need to kind of understand the long view here. Yes, yes. This is not a sprint, folks. We probably aren't going to make a huge difference this November 8th. But I'll tell you what. There are things that you can do. I am going to be a poll watcher. I've never done this before. Um, I am so excited to be part of a group that are teaching and training us how to do this. Um, one small group is, of course, Moms for Liberty. Um, we've got local groups here in South Carolina. They're all over the country now. And, of course, you're going to be talking with Jen and Sophie, who are two red pills. Um, but the deal, this is the deal, folks. When you understand how the system is work, work, works, you have the right to um, file a HAVA Title III complaint against any fraud that you see. And this is what we have to learn about. How do we do this as citizens? This is where our power is. Become a poll ad, a watcher. Become a poll manager. Um, also keep track of what's going on on these boxes because there's a lot that they can do right there. And then, of course, we understand that if it's hooked to the Internet, things can be trained on that end. But where we have to begin is locally. And for those of you who don't know what a HAVA is, um, it's, it's basically the Help American Vote Act and all of your um, Secretary of States should have the information on how to file a HAVA 
uh, Title III report, when you see fraud, when you, first of all, learn what a phantom registration is and a ghost registration is and what a lost vote is, and you get the voter rolls and you're able to go back and see you know, who voted in your state that doesn't live here or who's been dead for 30 years, you can begin to change things in a local level. And this is where we have to start. We have to hold our local people accountable. Um, I know for a fact that in South Carolina, those people who are running our elections are lying to us. Um, I actually had a chance to speak to the vice president a couple weekends ago when I was at a red uh, wave rally, and he reassured me everything is safe, which was all a bunch of lies. So, you know, you cannot, you can't even go on the websites and believe what you see because so much of it is lying and deception. But we have a chance to properly um, file complaints about fraud that we are seeing, and they have to prove that it didn't happen. The burden of proof is on them. And that's the good news. We can do this without spending a penny out of our pocket. But you have to get involved. You have to understand where your power is. And that can only happen on a local level. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I agree that we need to understand. And the problem is, whatever you say, election fraud, vote fraud, what they like to do is say, no, that's not true. Because understand that fraud is a very high bar. To prove fraud is very difficult. Even if you can document someone's a criminal or that they've done something you claim they've done, <clears throat> then you have to prove that they knowingly and willingly intended to uh, do this. And even if they get caught, oftentimes they say, well, I didn't know, I didn't realize, I wasn't aware. Yes, I was aware of this, but I wasn't aware of that. And so because fraud is such a high bar to prove, we would be wise to kind of let go of those terms. I know they're so okay. ubiquitous that it's about impossible. But what we need to talk about is votes that are outside the law. <clears throat> what we need yes. to do is talk about the specific examples and say that it's criminal. Let me give you an example. When the FBI promotes fake news about Donald Trump saying he was in bed with Russian prostitutes and, and uh, it's a Russian dossier lie, that's a lie and it's criminal. But I don't know that you could say that it relates to election fraud. See, when you bury stories on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, again, it's a lie and it's criminal. <clears throat> it's fake news. But I don't know when you translate that. It manipulated the election. I agree. It created votes outside the law, meaning uh, under false pretenses. But see, if you say that's fraud, now you got to prove that <clears throat> everybody involved knowingly and intentionally, uh, you know, betrayed people. Most of the FBI agents who peddled this stuff uh, believed in the Rus Russian dossier. The top brass may not have. But it, so it all depends on who you're talking about, where and when. And they've got a really slippery slope when we create such a high bar, right? When we come back, we're going to add two people to the mix. Sam Bushman, Mary Toko will interview the two red pills from the great state of Utah. They have become leaders nationally in dealing with this, these election, I'm going to say irregularities, shenanigans that are criminal. We'll do it in seconds on your radio.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I am Sam Bushman, Mary Toko, co-hosting the broadcast today. She's an international speaker, author, independent researcher, and a whole lot more with national health and healing on her mind always. Mary Toko, T-O-C-O, no, T-O-C-C-O, sorry, T-O-C-C-O, MaryToko.com is her website. Now, We've got Jen and Sophie with us. They're known as the Two Red Pills. TwoRedPills.org is their website. Preserving freedom, fighting evil, and exposing corruption is their claim to fame. They pitch themselves as two friends that are standing together as moms to take care of business. They're leading the way in the great state of Utah. They built a uh, template for Americans to understand these election shenanigans. Uh, and uh, let's just introduce them now. Jen, welcome. Sophie, welcome. Thanks. Hey, yeah. Sam. All right. I want to talk about a couple of things first. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Ezra Tapp Benson, and he wrote a book called An Enemy Hath Done This. Uh, and he really highlights in The Enemy Hath Done This book about how the enemies of America are from within. We can't be destroyed from outside the country. The Founding Fathers taught that, but when he brings up this uh, you know, an enemy has done this. It really highlights kind of the point. And he points to internal people that are destroying America. Uh, and here's, uh, I'm going to give you two quotes that he said in this book that I think are really relevant to the discussion today. 
He says, it is my conviction that the Constitution of the United States of America was established by the hands of wise men whom the Lord raised up unto this very purpose. The Lord expects us to safeguard this sacred and inspired document for the blessing <coughs> of all. <coughs> for the blessing of all of us, ladies and gentlemen, and our posterity. That's quote one. Quote two from the enemy had done this. Says this, these basic principles and concepts are being flaunted, disregarded, and challenged even by men in high places who the exercise of political expediency, the government is condoning the breakup of law and order. That's what we're seeing directly related to our elections. Uh, Jen and Sophie, you innocently started out this mission uh, on election concerns, and now you've got a full-blown, flat-out, corrupt-to-the-gills system that you've exposed. <laughs> but I want to back away from the word fraud, because when you say fraud or when you say treason, it's such a high bar that it's almost impossible to prove. So we've got to talk about votes outside the law. We've got to talk about uh, corruption. We've got to talk about criminal activity. We've got to talk about knowingly, willingly misleading people or knowingly, willingly uh, tampering with voting. We've got to be careful of the words we used or the words we use to make it stick. Let's start with Jen. Is that what you've kind of found along your way? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I love the fact that you brought up Ezra Taft Benson's book. Because back, you know, 20 something, 30 years ago in high school, I came across seven books that um, Ezra Taft Benson, when he was the Secretary of Agriculture, he said that every person should read. And he actually said, it's not, you know, he's LDS, of course, right? But it says, no true Latter day Saint and no true American can be a socialist or a communist or support programs leading in that direction. So long ago, we were being warned of this you know, the greatest satanical threat on earth, as you were mentioning with these, we, these groups, even here in Utah in 1886, we have, well, actually in, in 1874, we have accounts that we have found of voter, voter irregularities, as we should say, maybe even voter crimes. And even um, in the Desert News. Or vote, votes outside the law is a term that I've heard uh, used quite often too, Jen. And that really exactly. kind of highlights it. It's like, hey, you know what? We're not debating if you did something <laughs> criminal or not. We're just telling you that that vote shouldn't count or that vote is yes. problematic. And here's why, right? We have infants voting here in Utah. We have records of this. Um, we have, you know, the multiple wives, you know, back before. Uh, women were uh, allowed to vote. We have them voting. It, and, you know, lots of things like that. But it's interesting because in 1886 here in our state in Utah, um, we have John Taylor who actually says the scenes that we are witnessing right here in the Utah Territory are the results of a deep laid and carefully planned conspiracy. And I find that a very interesting quote that exactly 100 years from Ezra Taft Benson's um, Keystone address on the Constitution. We we have this same warning here in Utah of this these plans, right? Like you said, this is not just haphazard mistakes that things are being made. This is a planned, deep laid, careful orchestration and collusion that's been on for a long time. 
All right, let's catch us up in Utah then. What have you found? One of the other points that I've been making, in addition to backing away from the treason words and the fraud words, is I'm just finding it's just not very helpful. It derails the conversation. Uh, I'm also finding that we need to really teach people you're not going to solve this by um, November the 8th and, and get it all solved. This has to be the long view and eternal vigilance to solve. Sophie, do you want to respond to that one? Yeah. Um, you know, Sam, I really appreciate you um, thinking about how we carefully need to talk about these issues because there are certain trigger words that you use and you've, you, you can't even have a discussion with some people. And so we're learning that, um, first of all, credibility is of utmost importance, right? And so Jen and I are very, very careful to not put anything out um, that we don't have proof for or that we didn't experience ourselves or we don't have notarized affidavits for. Um, but what we've kind of focused on is any and all irregularities, things that don't just, they don't, they don't make sense in our state. And for example, there, there are many counties in our state that have, you know, they have a 107% Vote, voter turnout. Well, I'm not a mathematician, but that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And that can, that, that's not a partisan issue. You can go to a Democrat, a Libertarian, a, a, a conservative, a Republican, whatever, and you can say, you know, these are the things we're finding in our, in our counties, and does this make sense to you? Um, something that we've really focused on is if you have machines tabulating your votes, there is really no way to be sure that your vote is counted the way you casted it. In the state of Utah, the minute you hand over your ballot in that envelope and they, they separate the ballot from the, from the envelope, the voter has no way to verify that their vote was counted how they casted it. So those are kind of the things we're focusing on. It's like we need to fix the processes. We're not blaming anyone. We're not, um, you know, we, we don't feel like 99.9% .9 of these county clerks in across the country, they don't even know the possibilities for, for fraud that these machines um, enable to be part of our elections. And so we're just saying- and let me tell you one, one thing is yeah. that we need to really remember too, a lot of these election clerks that we're talking about, the second we use the word fraud or criminal or whatever, they're going, hold on a minute, you're my enemy. Now you're calling me yeah. a criminal. Now we may not be doing yeah. that at all and that may not be our intent, but the problem is we're getting much pushback because they're feeling like hey, we're acting like they're the ones doing something wrong. And they're clearly going, no, wait a minute, Sophie or Jen, or uh, that isn't true. I'm not doing And they're not. But well, it doesn't Sam, change the fact that it's still happening. Sam, the saddest part of the whole thing is we are not getting, Sophie and I are not getting that pushback from the clerks. The clerks are being fed misinformation, and, vil and we are being vilified by our lieutenant governor. And I find yeah. that to be really inappropriate for her to say, hey, if somebody's asking for a question, and by the way, this isn't just for Sophie and I, we have proof of multiple other citizens being treated the exact same way for just asking legitimate questions. 
they are literally vilifying it. I mean, to the point where one of my public records requests, they copied the sheriff and the FBI on it. It's like all I asked for was, you know, communications or data about elections. There's nothing nefarious at all in that request. Everyone across the United States asks for similar things. But I feel that it's such a disservice to have a top-level government official, again, vilifying the people who are asking questions. All right. Right when we come back, we're going to bring Mary Toko into the conversation and have her ask a question or two of Jen and Sophie to redpills.org. And we'll do it all in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Tesla battery supplier Panasonic broke ground on a new lithium-ion battery manufacturing facility in DeSoto, Kansas. That's a suburb of Kansas City. The facility is set to focus on the manufacture of lithium-ion cylindrical cells. Panasonic is planning to mass-produce the battery cells by March of 2025. In the World Series last night, four Houston Astros pitchers combined for the first World Series no-hitter since 1956 in a 5 to nothing win over Philadelphia. The series is now tied at two games apiece. Game 5 is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Federal Reserve lifted interest rates by another 0.75 percentage point to push back on inflation. The increase approved Wednesday, the Fed's fourth consecutive 0.75-point rate rise, lifts the central bank's benchmark federal funds to a range between 3.75 and 4%. As more businesses drop the brick-and-mortar locations for a virtual environment online, the banking industry is an example of pass the savings to the customers. SoFi's CEO, Anthony Noto, on Fox Business this week, says they're offering much higher interest rates on your checking and savings accounts. So in the checking and savings account, we're offering 2.5% interest on checking. We just announced we're going to 3% on savings later this week, and that's helping us grow our member base there. The U.S. Geological Survey is reporting a minimal 3.0 magnitude earthquake struck overnight on the border between Arizona and New Mexico. The quake happened just before 11 p.m. local time, roughly six miles southwest of Franklin, Arizona. And a reminder, those states that participate in daylight savings time, it ends this weekend. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. 
guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan silver dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan silver dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Toko with me. We're interviewing the two red pills, tworedpills.org, from the great state of Utah, Jen and Sophie. Uh, Mary, election fraud's serious, and, and these folks are providing really leadership for the whole nation on these election integrity uh, situations. Mary? I think it's awesome. First, Sam, I want to thank you for correcting my lack of language skills when it comes to this communication because I'm the new kid on the block. And there are probably thousands of us out there who are new to this. And we have to know how to properly communicate uh, so that we are not shunned or um, you know, people will at least take the time to listen. So thank you for correcting um, my, you know, the fact that I use the word fraudulent. Um, even though we might believe it's fraudulent, we can't necessarily, like you say, use that language. But you know what I have found, ladies, and, and either of you could uh, address this. I have found that people have lost faith and confidence in the system. They feel overwhelmed. They feel hopeless. They, they believe that voting is useless. Um, they have basically stated to me, people that I know, that it doesn't do any good to vote because it's all going to be stolen anyway. And, and I'm just encouraging everybody that this is so important. We have been remiss in the past. It is our fault that we have allowed this to get to where it is, but now we're all waking up. Have you seen the same attitude out there as you talk to people around the country and you do all these podcasts? Have you seen that people are giving up and they're not willing to do the due diligence to get in there and find out who's running for school board or who's running for senator or congressman? And how do we encourage them that it is not lost yet? We still have to dig in and do our part. You know, I think for me, oh, go ahead, Jen. No, no, you're fine. I I, I was going to say, I actually feel like the momentum is shifting toward people becoming more active. It took a little while to get here, but there's a lot, you know, there's many different uh, huge pieces of evidence that have been, been dropped and broadcast over the last two years. And, you know, it always takes something different for, you know, different people to wake up, right? No piece of evidence is going to wake the whole nation up necessarily. And so what we're finding is that people are going, gosh, maybe there's some truth to this. Each of those states in Mike Lindell's event in, in August in Missouri, every single state in the nation presented numerous pieces of evidence from each of their own states showing their own data and their own issues. And I think that's probably the most powerful thing that people look at and go, it is happening here and it's happening everywhere. And I know here in Utah, we had back in 2006, a gentleman named Bruce Funk who exposed um, the vulnerabilities of the machines and it had a national ripple. In fact, New York Times called it the nuclear explosion of elections. His report here in Utah, of course, he was fired, unfortunately, for that. I don't believe that was 
justified. But he, you know, he was fired. And um, but back in 2006, he and several others were warning across the nation that of this path that we are on. And it breaks Sophie and my heart to sit there and realize we are living out exactly what happened not just in 2006 but also back in 2000 and 2002 this has been a pattern for a long time so i actually think people are more hopeful now they're getting there slowly but they're getting there and i think the direction that we keep hearing is people saying how can i do what can i um how can i help and even this morning our lieutenant governor who's over our elections here in utah put out a statement saying, oh, my gosh, in-person voting in the biggest cities in Utah is alarmingly low. Well, Sophie and I call that a gigantic win for the people. In other words, they're not falling for the mail-in ballot trick as much as the lieutenant governor has spent probably half a million dollars, I would guess, on billboards and advertising and radio campaigns. I mean, she's blanketed the state with this garbage to get out there and you know vote immediately. Well, the people aren't falling for it, and I think that's a really big win because Utah in general tends to be very sleepy and apathetic. Yeah, your point is well taken, Jen. They want you to vote early and vote often. We say no, vote on the exact day and only vote once, ladies and gentlemen. That's the honorable law and order thing to do, and that's what we're calling for because their ability to commit fraud is reduced significantly when you vote in person on the day of the voting. You know, on one hand, they've tried to manipulate laws to create these mail-in balloting scenarios, which is just ripe with fraud. And and the real issue uh, we need to point out is forget the fraud word for a second. What we need to talk about is custody of ballots. Okay, the problem is with the mail-in elections is the custody of ballots is not to the standards that we would expect. And so vote once, not often. (laughs) Don't vote early. Vote on the day. Uh, and hold them accountable. That's one thing you can do right now that makes a huge, huge difference. It's also important to understand that eventually I think that we need to really uh, work on uh, getting rid of the machines entirely, going back to paper ballots, uh, having uh, the elections counted by multiple vote watchers, uh, having it recorded on video so that we can see, and have everybody in a room that are the vote counters, and they must swear under the penalty of perjury Uh, You know, sign a document. I mean, if it's good enough for our taxes, it's good enough for the elections, ladies and gentlemen. And these people would vote, uh, would, would, you know, verify by signature under penalty of perjury that I watched this vote and that I am convinced that it's accurate. And if they're not willing to sign that, my question is, okay, what on the film do you contest? Let's bring in the right public officials transparently uh, to review and to, you know, uh, resolve these uh, differences or concerns. Uh, If we need to recount, let's do it on the spot. You don't need to take the ballots home. You don't need to store them somewhere to where shenanigans can happen. No, no, no. We're in the room. Here's the film being contested. It's like instant replay in sports. Let's drill down and get the answer so that you all can sign under the penalty of perjury and we can be confident in our elections. Those are some of my proposals, uh, Jen and Sophie. Um, I don't know which one he wants to take that, but uh, that's what we can do for starters, though. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's something that we can push for. Absolutely, Sam. And to your point, you know, this idea that there's an election season, no, there's an election day. And what we're really concerned about is we're seeing this narrative already, you know, it's going to take a couple of days, it's going to take a couple of weeks to know who the winners are. That is 
a, a bunch of garbage. For, for years and years, for decades, we've known who the winner is of these, these races the day of. Why all of a sudden, when we have better technology, we have, we have more knowledge, why all of a sudden are we having to wait days, weeks to know who the winners are? And, and yeah, it reminds sadly, me of Robin Hood a little bit. Or not Robin Hood. It reminds me of Little Red Riding Hood. Speaking of Halloween just ended. You know, hey, it's so much easier for me to cheat that way, Jen and Sophie. It's so much easier uh, for me to fleece you out of your vote that way, don't you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and really quickly, I just while I was on, on the phone, um, for the show, I received a text from someone from a from a Utah county that said, um, "I have multiple friends who have not even received their ballots, and our state law was that everyone had to have received a ballot by October 18th." And so there are just all of these these inconsistencies, and then we have our lieutenant governor standing up there on billboards and commercials and saying Utah elections are the gold standard. Anyone questioning elections is a threat to our republic. And so it's this constant barrage of attacks to anyone that questions the processes and what's going on with our elections. Well, I don't want to bring up this because it's a critical our, race. Um, Go ahead, Jen. I was going to say that we have responded to Lieutenant Governor messages they sophie and i just put up several billboards actually today is the first day they go up across the entire state that says hey lieutenant governor utah needs election integrity not just election security they'll never say we have integrity they're just saying hey our machines are safe but they're secure well secure from what secure from who? are you secure when you use them you know because it's well, her election question... that she ran that we're wondering about and my question to the lieutenant governor is whether we can debate if the machines are secure. That's another topic for another day. But I would say this. You were a founding member of ERIC. And can you guarantee that the ERIC voter rolls are secure? And the answer is she can't because they're not within her control uh, at all. And so let's talk about security from that point of view, ladies and gentlemen. Jen? And, and Actually, so, so we need to explain this one about the video. Yes, yes. So um, we just posted on our channel, Two Red Pills, um, on Telegram, this video where this man is at a commission meeting and he is shows on the screen how he can log in right into the voter rolls in real time. And so this is how this is. And another point, not only are the voter rolls easily manipulated by anyone that has some knowledge of tech and how to get into programs. But the other problem is, when did we, the people, ever agree that our private information would be handed over to an NGO? Like, when did, when did the people of Utah ever okay that? Well, and not only an NGO, but one started in 2012 by George Soros and company on top of that, a very liberal, left-leaning, vote-manipulating, historically speaking, around the world NGO, uh, et cetera. So we've got serious problems. Let me ask you this. Mike Lee is right now running uh, against, uh, what's that whacked-out guy's name? Uh, McMullen. McMuffin. McMuffin, McMuffin, whatever this guy's name is. All right. This guy 
Um, they want you to believe that he's really close, cobbling together these Democrat independent groups of people, and they want you to believe the election's close. I think it's a media ploy to try to give him more mojo than he deserves. But that election especially is geared up for fraud to occur. Are you guys uh, painstakingly able to keep an eye on that election specifically? Uh, we need a- incredible scrutiny on this because they're going to try to make something out of nothing and maybe make him win or get him close so that he can win another election later down the road. As you know, he ran for president. Now he's running for a Senate seat. They're not going to give up on the CIA operative. Once CIA, always CIA. This guy's got friends in high places, whether we like it or not. And this election is one of the most, in my opinion, um, geared up or possible fraud or uh, possible election integrity issues or whatever you want to say, um, possible votes outside the law, irregularities, uh, integrity issues. This one is a quintessential one uh, in the nation uh, to watch. Sophie? Sam, we uh, yes, we absolutely agree with you. The narrative has been set for months by the leftist media here, um, by the Democrats, by the rhino establishment. Um, and they have set it up completely that if and when they steal it from Mike Lee, that it will, everyone will be like, oh, well, for months, the polls were showing that it was a neck and neck, neck and neck race. So it makes sense. The problem is, if you really look at the raw data, the true polling, not this facade that they've created, um, Mike Lee is at least 10 points ahead of McMullen. But this is what they do. They create the narrative that all of these highly contested races or the, the races they feel are very important, that they cannot have America first candidates win um, they they create this narrative so that when they do steal it, every, the public just takes it. Um, and so Jen and I, we are really, really watching that race. Another race that we are very concerned about is Representative Phil Lyman's race. Um, he, uh, his um, The candidate that is running against him is from the Navajo Nation. And we have a lot of concerns about the processes and the laws that have been put in place so that those, um, those votes coming from certain reservations, there's no way to really audit those votes. And so it's a bit of a blank check that has been written to these reservations um, to decide who's going to win these races. And it's very disturbing that a lot of these um, Indian reservations are offered um, food cards, gift cards. Um, to well, vote and these, these reservations should be considered countries into themselves, and they should have their own elections that relate to the reservations. Exactly. Or we should get reservations... And, and- or we should get rid of the reservations entirely, but you can't have it both ways, ladies and gentlemen. That's really the problem. Exactly. They're uh, able to vote for their yes. They're able to vote for their own president, and then they're able to vote for the U.S.'s president. Um, you know, I, I just don't see how that's fair. If if they're they're either um, you know they're either their own thing or they're not. Um, and so we have a lot of concerns about a lot of races going on. 
All right, let's let's talk about this, um, ladies and gentlemen. The Red Pill Expo is coming up, and it's going to be on November twelfth and thirteenth range, uh, and that event is in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Red Pill Expo dot com is where you can go to learn more, get tickets, etc. Why am I bringing this up now? Because I will be there live broadcasting. I'm working on getting a few other hosts to broadcast live with me as well. But the two red pills will be there, Jen and Sophie. Uh, and they will be educating about and speaking on the concerns related there, too, uh, with election integrity issues. And you know what? Uh, Jen and Sophie have managed to put together kind of a blueprint uh, for solutions here, a blueprint of the way other states in the nation can deal with election fraud uh, as well. Do you want to speak to that, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the the, the best gift that we thought we could give to people was a, as a how-to book. Now, just to be clear, it's not comprehensive. Sophie and I were just working this week on updating it and getting more things. But what we've heard is that what it is is four or five pages, a list of things. You don't have to do them all. Just do something. And that's what people are really enjoying is the ability to go, hey, you know, I I don't have the ability to get a big group together, but here's things I can do just myself or just with a small group of people and tackle things at a very local level. We've gotten such crazy good feedback on that document, which is on our website, tworedpills.org, in the, you know, what to do section. Um, We've heard from people all over the nation saying, this actually works. I've done pieces of this. And once they finish one thing, they want to do the next. So we are going to be updating that with even more ideas um, here before the expo. All right. The uh, redpillexpo.com is the website for that, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to go to the expo, uh, Jen and Sophie would love to meet you. I'll be there. Many other people. It's going to be an incredible event in Salt Lake City. And if you can't go to Salt Lake City, they even have remote streaming options. So check that out at the Red Pill Expo, uh, com. And if you want to learn more about the Two Red Pills, tworedpills.org. Mary? Yeah, I was going to say, Sam, if you need a co-host, maybe I'll fly out there and co-host with you. What do you think? Uh, if you want to fly out, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I might consider it because you know happen. I've spoken. Well, good. Let's let's do that because I do actually have that weekend open. Um, I did speak at a red pill a couple, gosh, maybe two or three red pills ago. I love Jeter Griffin. Um, I've been at, I've shared the stage with him in the years past. He's an incredible man, and this Red Pill Expo is definitely a place people want to go to get informed about what's going on around the world. And I would love to meet you in person and and uh, be at that red pill with you. So let's talk about it. All right, um, we'll talk I about also... that and make that happen. Yes, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say I want to leave everybody with some hope and encouragement. Uh, you know, I think we're all Christians and we love the Lord. And we know this is a spiritual battle. And so, of course, prayer is a big part of this. And, and that's what I've been doing, praying, Lord, where do you want me? Where do you want me working? Show me, direct me, you know, guide me. And Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time for everything. It's that famous verse about a season, a time to be born, a time to die, you know, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to scatter stones and to gather them. But guess what? It never says in all of those 28 seasons mentioned that there's a time to quit. We can't quit, folks. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We have to stay in here, encourage our loved ones, um, get out there and do what you can because 
this is because we have been in apathy for years and years and years. And just like the home school, home education movement, and, and the anti-vax movement, all of these things are, are coming to a peak. And we're seeing incredible change around the world and in our country, in our communities. And, and that is encouraging. And so I just want to encourage everybody to keep going, keep doing it, get involved, become a poll watcher. Um, get involved on some level. Pray about where God would have you be most effective. And if you can't get out and do it yourself, support those who are doing it by donating or buying their products or keeping them up, up in prayer. And that's really where I would like to, you know, just say thank you, Sam, for having me once again uh, co-hosting your program. Amen to that. And we are all Christians and really Christianity uh, and turning to Christ, realizing that there's somebody, something above government to turn to that's the unique nature of the united states of america and that's why we believe that the constitution of the united states of america uh, was brought forth by men who were raised up to that very purpose and that's why the checks and balances are so critical that's why we the people were told by our founders you have a republic uh, if you can keep it and that's where they keep talking about democracy jen and sophie to the point where it's obnoxious we don't have a democracy they want to talk about save the democracy and this and that and man you and i are a threat to a democracy because we're concerned about election integrity etc we need to realize what we really are and realize our role in the process we cannot fall for the lie that they pitch to keep us out of the game uh, jen Exactly. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, we forget God in a lot of this. And I think that's actually what's gotten our nation in trouble is forgetting God. Um, we realize that we are, you know, he has promised us protection if we will, we will, we will serve him. And I think what all of us have been distracted to at least some degree in this. So I'm kind of grateful in a, in a strange sort of way for these crazy events of the last couple of years to help people become aware of things. But again, if we can just return to God, Return to what he established with the Constitution. I love the quote you started this show with, uh, Sam, with these constitutional principles. These are what will keep us happy, secure, and, you know, and, and everything and in God's favor. And we have to remember those at the forefront and do everything we can to fight for them. Sophie? I, I mean, I, I, I second everything you all have said. I love um, Mary's... Um, uh, thoughts. There is a time for everything, and there is definitely never a time to quit. Amen to that. And I think, you know, the things that we can do, uh, they call them VIP, vote in person. Uh, so that, you know, you become a VIP voter, a very important voter when you vote in person because you reduce the likelihood of fraud significantly. You also increase the likelihood that your vote is counted timely. And if we can really then jettison these machines and go to paper ballots and what we need to remember, because people believe, oh, you know, you can't count uh, how many of our ballots are in your state quickly. That's right. You can't uh, unless you follow the founding father's pattern, which is bring things down to the precinct level. The average precinct is about 800 voters, ladies and gentlemen. And if you get four or five vote counters that have to count 200 votes and count them twice, uh, and, you know, check the list twice like Santa Claus almost, <laughs> it, 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 you'll understand it's not that hard to count, folks. It's only hard when they want you to believe that it's a big state. Oh, man, in Utah, you're going to have three million votes counted right away. Sounds daunting. But when you break it down into the local precinct the way f the founding fathers intended, 
uh, then you begin to understand that it's a very easy task. It's very easy to count, and it's very easy to confirm. And if there's an issue, it's very easy to adjudicate that transparently on the spot, folks, and say, hey, you know what? This vote shouldn't count. And if everybody were to leave citing a form under the penalty of perjury to the vote count, we could really solve this thing in an election cycle or two. But what we got to fight is the inside politicians that want to go ahead and fight us at every turn. We say illegals shouldn't vote. They then sue Arizona. The general government sues Arizona and says, we want illegals to vote. Have you, are you outside your mind, ladies and gentlemen? So these are the kind of battles that we have to fight. Uh, and standing up and getting involved in informing yourself is one of the biggest keys uh, to the exercise. And then you can get the document on tworedpills.org and start to take action individually as a precinct, uh, as a local voting municipality, uh, as groups of Americans who are concerned, uh, and we can handle this eventually state by state to resolve. Uh, do you want to wrap this up for us, Jen? Uh, I think you just did that beautifully right there. But again, uh, people underestimate the breadth and depth of what they actually need to do to make a difference. Sophie and I got started on one very simple thing. We wanted to dig for the truth. We just wanted to get a couple emails. We never started out going, oh, my gosh, we're going to have a platform and we're going to make a difference. We started out saying, hey, we're moms, each of us with four children, and we need to protect our children and those around us. And it escalated into this you know, great big snowball of, of a calling, I guess, for lack of a better thing, to – to unearth all of these hidden things of darkness. So even requesting public records is a huge thing for people to do at a city level, a county level. Um, again, I love what Mary said earlier about bringing God into it in prayer. Prayer is always the best gift you can give us and in, in, in each other. Um, pray and ask God what it is you need to do. Learn how to get the answer. A lot of people pray and then they expect God to intervene and just take care of things. That's not going to be effective enough. Learn to sit there and listen for that answer. You've got to learn how to talk to God. And when he gives you that feeling, have the faith to act on it and do it. And it only takes a few people who can connect with God for mighty miracles to happen. And that's what we're hoping will happen at this point is more people turning to him and communing with him to get his guidance. He's the only one who knows the way to get ourselves out of this mess. Mary Toko, final comment from you. Well, I'm just encouraged. Um, um, I'm like I said, I'm new kid on this whole thing when it comes to uh, being involved in any kind of election investigation. But if I can do it, anyone can do it. You just have to make the decision. I want to do something. And you, you just have to find a place. And to be honest with you, I started going to Republican local meetings. I met people within that group that were not satisfied and I hooked up with them and that's one way you can get involved. Thank you so much, Sam. Nice to meet you ladies. I look forward to seeing you next weekend. Jen and Sophie, thank you so much. God bless you for the work you do. Thanks so much. Thank you. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, the websites to remember are marytoco.com. That's T-O-C-C-O. Uh, LovingLiberty.net for our nationally syndicated radio network. TwoRedPills.com. <laughs> wow. And TheRedPillExpo.com. TwoRedPills.org. My, my mistake. TwoRedPills.org and TheRedPillExpo.com. I'm Sam Bushman, and we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.